I, I believe when you sing, it ought to be like tonight. It ought to be from your heart unto the Lord. Amen. I believe everything we do, we ought to do it unto the Lord. Come on, amen. Everything we do. Every decision we make, we need to pray about it. Come on, amen. I tell you what, because I, I believe everything ought to be done unto the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you know one day it's going to be holiness unto the Lord? Come on, amen. I know it's not real popular now, but it's going to be that one day. It's going to be on the pots and the pans and the horse's bridle. And so, boy, I tell you what, man, it's a good atmosphere around here. I mean, we could just go right on, shout right on, and praise God right on. And I, I love it all, don't you? Hallelujah. Amen. I just love it all, whatever God wants for us. And I mean, it's all right to praise God, ain't it? Hallelujah. They go crazy at them ball games. Why can't we shout to the why can't we shout it to the highest here? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I love, amen, to the presence of God. Love just what God's doing. Amen. And aren't you glad that you know that your name is written down? You know, a lot of people like to brag about a lot of things. Amen. They do. This world, they love to brag about a lot of things they do. Uh, even the disciples came back bragging one day to Jesus how the devils were subject unto them. And you know what Jesus told them? He said, rejoice not that the devils are subject unto you. He said, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. I bet a lot of people, even in the holiness movement, want to brag about what all they do. Want to brag about how good they are, how good they live. Come on, amen. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You better be careful about that. You better take heed with that right there. Because I tell you, if there's any wholeness about us, it's because he's holy. Come on, amen. I don't get the credit. He does. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, glory to God. So I appreciate the Lord tonight. appreciate the opportunity to be back with you. The book of Daniel tonight. I love this, what I'm about to read to you. But we need God to help us right here tonight. And so I've got a message that I need to preach to us tonight. And uh, just want to, you know, see what God wants to do with this right here. And, and again, I, I'm glad everybody's here tonight and appreciate you, Pastor. And just uh, we, we got to meet with them a little over a year ago here and spend the day with them. And we just appreciate them so much for taking this burden that God has put upon them. Amen. Amen. Come on. That's, what, that's the way it has to be. What God puts that burden upon your heart. I see it can't it can't be about popularity. It can't be about like and dislikes. It's about what God says. Come on, amen. I know we put a lot of stock in that like and dislike stuff and, and this favorite and that, favorite, but I'm telling you, it's about what God says. How many of you know it's still not mine and your will, but his will? That's what's important. I, I don't I, you know, I may need to save this for in the morning to the for the kids, but I guess I could tell it now. Uh, I, I remember when Bethany was about in the first or second grade, and we took her to the, meet the teacher, and we used to go to the classroom, you know, and she'd show her, her desk, and they had done work. That school teacher had a big sign up behind her desk where all the students could read it. It was up there just like this sign right here. You know what it said? It said, this is not Burger King. You will not have it your way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And how many of you know this ain't about what me and you want tonight. It's about what God wants. It's about what God wants for our life. Praise the Lord. So I just want to obey the Lord here tonight. Daniel chapter 7. We're going to read a few verses, skip around. We'll start with verse 15. If you're able, I invite you to stand. If you're not able, you just remain seated. But we're just looking for God to do great things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm reminded, of course, we've got a lot of memories down here. But I'll never forget the one that when my dad got put under hospice care. And he was dying. And they only gave him a few weeks to live. And I had a revival scheduled here. This was back in 2004. January of 2004. And I whispered to my wife. I said, I'm going to call and cancel that revival at Bethel because I need to stay here with Dad. And my dad, I was in another room. My dad heard me. And he called me to his bedside. And he said, David, did I hear you say you was going to cancel that revival down at Bethel? I said, yeah, Dad, I feel like I need to stay here with you. He said, you can't do that, son. That old soldier of the cross was seeing something I couldn't see. He said, you need to go preach that revival. He said, because somebody in Jacksonville, Florida needs to get saved in that revival. We talked a little bit, and he won, the, he won the argument. It wasn't an argument. I just did what he told me to do. <laughs> he was still daddy. And uh, we come on down here. Sister Kay didn't get to come with us. She had to stay there and kind of help take care of him. But we come down here that week and had 11 souls saved in that revival. <laughs> come on. I speak to cancel it. And it wasn't because of me, but it was just what God's timing. How many of you believe God wants to do that here this week? Y'all believe God's still saving people today? I know He is. Because if He wasn't, he'd done, the rapture would have done took place. But He said He's not willing that any should perish. Come on, amen. But it's long-suffering. I didn't get saved I was 34. If I'd have died before then, I'd have went to hell. But because He was long-suffering to us for not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How many of you glad you got that opportunity to repent? Come on, amen. All right, let's read a few scripture here. Follow along with me here as I try to read this. This is what old Daniel said. As God is showing him things in the future, Daniel said, I was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, and he made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts which are four are four kings which shall rise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever, and ever. Come on, hallelujah. How many of you know we're on the winning side? Come on, glory to God. I said we're on the winning side. I know the way it's looking. Amen. It seemed like the devil's got the upper hand. 
But no, we're on the winning side. Hallelujah. That's right. He is alive. And look, look at verse 21 and 22. I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Well, it seems like it's that way sometimes, don't it? It, it? it seems like the enemy just pounding us and pounding us. Until, <laughs> I said until. How many of you know you can't fight this battle by yourself? Until the ancient of days. Come on, hallelujah. And ju- came and judgment was given unto the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Look down in verse 25 if you would. He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hallelujah. What a great end time prophecy. Speaking of that Antichrist. Come on, amen. We all have heard the story how it's all going to happen. But I'll be honest with you, I'm planning on being in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be here when the wrath of God's poured out. But the fact of the matter is, did you notice this part in there that said the old enemy, that old spirit of the Antichrist that we're dealing with right now? All the rapture hadn't took place yet. We're still here fighting that enemy. We're fighting that spirit of the Antichrist. And he's trying his best to wear out the saints. He's trying his best to wear us down. Sometimes we feel that way. That's how come we need revival. Because we get wore down sometimes. But here's what I want to preach on. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. I want to preach on wore out saints that never quit fighting. Come on. Hallelujah. I said wore out saints that never give up. That just keep on fighting a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. How many of y'all want to keep fighting a good fight of faith? Would you pray with me and ask God to help us here tonight? Father, I come before thy throne of mercy and grace. I stand before this congregation tonight. God, realizing, Lord, God, without you, I can do nothing. But God, through the preaching of your word tonight, I'm praying, dear God, that the anointing of the power of God, Lord, would come by in this place tonight and not only anoint my lips of clay, but anoint the hearts and the ears of every individual in this building tonight. And, oh, God, I'm praying tonight, Lord, for that outpouring of the Holy Ghost to come by and to move in a great and mighty 
mighty way. Oh God, we're praying that your will would be done. We're praying tonight, God, Lord, that you would revive. And God, that you would encourage. And Lord, that you would lift up. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it all tonight. For everything that's going to be accomplished right here tonight. And this week, should you tarry you coming, Lord. God, we need a reviving. Hallelujah. We need an uplifting, oh God. Lord, we need a spiritual uplifting and reviving tonight. And God, we know tonight that's what you came to do. And Lord, we give you the glory and we give you the praise and we give you the honor tonight. For it's in the wonderful and the lovely name of Jesus we pray. And everybody can say amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight if you want to be. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you glad tonight, amen, to be in that number? Come on, glory to God. I, I like the way they started off singing right here tonight. I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm a child of God. Uh, it is a grand and a glorious feeling, amen, to have my name written in that book up in heaven and know, amen, that I'm going to heaven one day. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want you to know what they were called right here. They were called the saints of God. Hallelujah. I said they were called the saints of God. I looked that word saints up and it means a holy people. Those who have a relationship with a holy God. Those who have separated themselves from sin and the corrupt world and consecrated themselves to the service and the worship of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right here tonight I'm glad to be a saint of God. Amen. Come on glory be to God in a world that's full of evil and full of all the heartache and trouble I'm glad that there's still a people of God how about you I'm glad there's still some children of God and some saints of God that hadn't thrown in the towel amen but they're still fighting come on glory to God I know you get just like a lot of other people you get tired amen you get weary you get worn down but then all of a sudden here comes the good Holy Ghost of God amen to come by and to lift you up hallelujah to come by and give you a reviving hallelujah that helps you keep on a fighting amen I'm glad hallelujah that we're not in this thing alone brother but I'm glad hallelujah the God of the most high glory to God will come by and help his saints amen glory to God amen the saints of the most high hallelujah Aren't you glad we're not in this thing by ourselves? No, I tell you, David Roper would be in trouble if he went up against the devil by himself. Hallelujah. But I'm glad, amen, I can go against him in the name, amen, that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm glad I can go against that enemy and fight against him. Amen. Because I'm a saint of the Most High. Hallelujah. Because I belong to the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you glad? you belong to the Lord tonight you say but brother David that devil's been beating on me and beating on me and beating on me I know he has and you may say I'm a little bit on the war outside but aren't you glad you still got some fight left in you aren't you glad you're still amen going to the house of God and worshiping God hallelujah and singing the songs of Zion I may be war out but there is a reviving I said there is a reviving Amen. 
It's going to be a battle. Amen. Amen. This, this thing ain't no playground we're on here. I may get in trouble with some of the school teachers here tonight. And I'll try to be better in the morning. But you're either a saint or you ain't. Come on. Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me, English teachers. Amen. I know that's just some Alabama lingo here. Hallelujah. But that's the way it is. Either you're a child of God or you're a child of the devil. Amen. There ain't no gray area. There ain't no in between. Amen. You're either saved or you're not saved. Hallelujah. But I'm glad to know that I'm, my name is written down. I'm glad to know that I'm well, part of that number. Hallelujah to God. I think it's Deuteronomy 33. Amen. The first place it mentioned the saints of God. Amen. We sang that song tonight about Egypt was once my home. Come on. I know a lot of them chided with Moses. I know a lot of them when they got to that red see. Amen. They said we could have just went. We should have just stayed there. At least we wouldn't die right here. Oh, Pharaoh's army was on one side and the water was on the other. But I'm going to tell you, I don't believe they all chided with Moses. I believe he had some people with him that loved God. Come on. Hallelujah to God. I mean, he had a bunch with him. Come on. Glory to God. And when he took and held that staff out, amen, and he said stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Come on here, glory to God. It may have been worn out saints from crossing that desert, but what did they do? They crossed the Red Sea, amen. Come on. Oh, you're always going to have some that's going to chide with you. Huh? You're always going to have some that's going to complain, no matter what you do. But when you have saints of God that get together, come on. And when you get them together in that one mind, in that one accord, come on, hallelujah. Why, he said, if I can just get two or three to get together in my name, he said, boy, we'll have us up a time. Hallelujah. What are you saying, preacher? You're adding to it and all. He said, I'll be in the midst. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, when he's in the midst, you'll have yourself a time. Hallelujah. When he's in the midst, amen, you'll have revival. When he's in the midst, I'm telling you, amen, people will get healed. People will get saved. When the saints of God get together, we may be wore out. But aren't you glad we're still fighting? Amen. I know. I, I, I know. Amen. Sometimes you say, but preacher, I'm tired. We get tired sometimes. We know we get physically tired. But sometimes we even get spiritually tired. I don't want this to be an old cliche scripture to you because it's starting revival tonight. I'll be honest with you, I feel like revival started way before that, what I felt around here tonight. Come on, amen, hallelujah. Hey, because what I felt around here tonight didn't just come in a suitcase from Alabama. 
Somebody been praying. Hallelujah. I've been trying to do my part of praying for this meeting. Amen. But I believe some of y'all been praying for this meeting. Come on, glory to God. And this is what it says. You know it in Psalms 85. Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Hallelujah. How many of you want God to talk to you here this week? I said, how many of you want God to deal with you right here this week? How many of you want God to convict you this week? Hallelujah. Because why? I want to be that saint of God. I want to be that child of God that gets in the fight. Amen. I get wore out sometimes. I do. Y'all just, you know, everybody says, boy, when you're up preaching, you're like you're fine. You ought to go home and see what Kay has to get me out of the car. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Wish I could learn how to stay anointed all the time. Huh? Sometimes we get war slap out. Don't you know that's what the devil's trying to do? He's trying to wear us down. Come on, I told you this wasn't going to be an end-time prophecy message. Please don't take offense to me not preaching on the end-time of it part, amen. But I'm telling you, amen, we need a reviving right now. We, we need a move of God right now. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, we got people that are tired and wore out, brother. We got people that are just right on the verge of giving out, giving up. And I'm telling you, we need to fight. Hallelujah. How many of you believe the Lord can come by here and send a reviving? Amen. That we once can get, again can lift up our hands and worship God and praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. My dad had a thought about praising God. He said there's only two times you ought to praise. The Lord. He said, That's when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. Come on, hallelujah to God. Uh, it ain't hard to praise Him when you're on the mountaintop, but what about when that devil's got you backed up against the wall uh, and you still throw up that hand in the air uh, and praise Him, amen? Come on, hallelujah. I don't think they're getting too scared of my preaching. They're smiling at me, hallelujah. Amen. And that little one ain't even flinching at all that hollering and screaming. How about that? But listen, I know you get wore out. I know you get tired. I watched. Seemed like it's just been our lot in our family. But not only did we go through that with mom and daddy, and y'all have heard me tell all those stories. But two years ago, my oldest brother Bobby, he had went through, he was bad diabetic, and he had lost both legs, amputation. But he got him some new legs. I'm going to tell you, they had to amputate the first one. And it was about a year and a half later when they amputated the second one because of a car wreck. But that first one they amputated. He got that leg and they said, well, we need to make you an appointment with a psychiatrist because people that lose limbs, they have to be, you know, counseled and everything. And old Bobby went and seen that psychiatrist. 
And I tell you, old Bobby just crazy all get out. He didn't care what they believed or who they were or what they all that, where they went to church. Bobby told that side, he said, you know what? I got a new name for my leg. He said, I'm going to call it victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to get up every morning and put victory on an artificial leg down. He said, I'm going to go preach with victory. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to reach down and pull victory off and hold it up and tell them if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got a leg to stand on. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he really did that. I said, he really did. What was it? Was he wore out? Was that an easy surgery? Was that not hard for him to go through? Sure it was. Amen. And he might have been a wore out saint, but he he was still fighting. Hallelujah. I said he was still fighting. Amen. And then August of 2017. Well, it actually happened back in about May or June. He had a massive stroke. Just went downhill from there. 68 years old. And in the last couple of days of his life, Laying in that bed that we've seen so many times before. Hadn't eaten nothing in three or four weeks. Just dying. No, not talking to nobody. Not even moving. I mean, you could talk to him, nothing. I went by after I got off work one evening and went by there. Just pulled my chair up beside the bed of my big brother. Put my hand through the rail of that hospital bed. They had him in the house there, under hospice. Put my hand in under that rail. Put it on my big brother. I, I was the old. He was the oldest of four boys, and I was the youngest. There's ten years between us. I'll never forget. I said, "Bobby, I'm here. It's David." Because I've heard people tell me you just talk to them like they can hear you. I said, "It's David. I'm here." I was in there by myself with him. The other ones were doing different things. And all of a sudden, here come Brother Main and Brazier, a preacher friend of ours, pastor friend, that all of us have been knowing, grew up with all our life there in Bessemer area. He, he come up under my dad, Brother Main and did, and then he, now he was pastoring a church. Brother Main and knelt over that bed. Hey, Brother Bobby, it's Brother Main, and talked to him. Nothing. No response. So Brother Main and sat down. I kept my hand through the rail. Me and Brother Manning got to talking. We got to talking about the Lord. Got, and, and you know, I don't know if y'all, sometimes when you get a couple old preachers together, we'll get talking about messages we preach. Come on, amen. I'd ask him how his church was doing. And, uh, you know, at that time, I think I, I was still pastoring the time. He asked me how mine was doing. We got talking about messages. Got talking about the Word of God. And I'm telling you, being, and I still had my hand through the rail of that hospital bed. And me and Brother Manning got talking about the Lord. And man, I got to crying. I, I mean, I got to feeling the Holy Ghost in that room. Hallelujah. Oh, Brother Manning, boy, he got to feeling the Lord throwing his hand up in the air. And me and Brother Manning, and I'm going to just be honest, we got ourselves just caught away talking about the Lord, amen, and everything. And we wasn't even looking at my big brother, amen. And all of a sudden, my big brother lay, picked his head up off that pillow, opened his eyes up and said, Amen! 
and laid his head back down and went home to be with the Lord the next day. Come on. I said, war out saints that never quit fighting. Hallelujah to God. How many of you still believe you got a little fight left in you? I said, do you believe you still got a little fight left in you? I know the devil's trying to wear you down, but keep on fighting. Amen. You can't give up. You can't quit. We're soldiers. Amen. We are. We're soldiers in service, brother. Hallelujah. War our saints. Never quit fighting. The Bible tells us, right? Look, in the, in the Word of God, and I, I love this right here. There's some of you right here tonight, and I promise you, the few times, the times that me and Brother Caps has talked about this meeting, he ain't told me nothing. But there's some of you sitting right here tonight, you need some rest in the Lord. I don't care how good a strong soldier you are, there's always times you have to have some rest. Come on. You have to have some reviving. Because you can't continue fighting without having some rest. Come on, amen. You, you've got to take that time, amen, to let God touch you and let God help you. I have to have that time in between meetings. And I try my best to, you know, if it works out, I try to work it to where I'll have some time in between meetings. Come on, amen. Because what, what good would it do if I just went and preached every week and I never took no time, amen, to go back to my home church and let my pastor preach to me? Come on, amen. Or I never visited a camp meeting and let, let some of them camp meeting preachers preach to me. Hallelujah. Come on, glory to God. How, how am I going to be able to continue on if I don't take that time to steal away and get some rest? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, sitting right here tonight, amen, God's got a rest for you. Hallelujah. I said, God's got a reviving for you. Come on, glory to God. I know you know the scripture over there in Matthew chapter 11, amen, verse 28. I had a woman amen meet me at the back door I've been pastoring the church for two or three years and, and she met me at the back door and she looked at me and she said brother Roper when are you going to preach something deep what are y'all y'all want some kind of deep end time prophecy message that I can preach to you try to wow you with my knowledge or would you rather have a message from heaven? Uh, would you rather have something that the Lord give us? Amen. Instead of me, I'm going to be honest, I probably couldn't wow none of you. Amen. Amen. But I'll tell you what I can tell you. Amen. I looked at her and I didn't do it in no ugly way, Brother David. And she said, when are you going to preach something deep? I want some kind of deep theological message. 
Amen. And, I, and I'm not against men that, that have good education, amen, and have the good anointing too. It's great. Amen. But I'll tell you what we need. We don't need, amen, a demonstration of our, amen, book knowledge. Uh, come on, amen. We need a demonstration of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And I looked at her and I said, Sister, I, I, I said, we don't even have a good hope of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 where Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are laden and heavy laden, labored or heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Come on, hallelujah to God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Hey, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Wore out saints that never quit fighting. Amen. You believe God's got a rest for us in this meeting. But Brother David, I'm going to have to really push to come. The last time I checked that book, it's a pressing way. It is. That's what saints of God do. I don't know about you. There's a lot of things I don't understand. Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. You know what that word apprehended meant? He said, I don't understand everything. He said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to the things that are ahead. Every one of us, I want, I want these young people to listen to me. Every one of us young folks has got a past. I have things that I've done that I'm ashamed of. I would, I, I, there's things that I've done that I've never told my daughters that I've done when I was in sin. And they're 41 and 35. And there's things I've never told them about my past of when I was lost in sin. Come on, Amen. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever, if they know it, they found it out from somebody else. Being raised up in a wholeness home. I don't know why, but I remember one of my other brothers, not Bobby, but one of my other brothers, bought me my first six-pack when I was 15 years old. Being a buddy of mine, took a six-pack of beer. He drank three and I drank three. First time alcohol had ever touched my lips. It went from one six pack to two, two to three, three to four, and even more than that. Took me down a road. Sometimes y'all hear us preach and y'all look at us and say, man, boy, y'all, I'm telling you, we've had some. There's a lot of us right here to tell y'all a lot of stories. That's why we preach like we do. But listen to me. And even though I, I, I can still remember that, I'm glad it's behind me. It's behind me. Come on. I said it's behind me. You know why? Because I'm not the man I used to be. Some churches will teach you're going to be a sinner all your life. You're going to sin every day. That's a lie. You don't have to sin every day. Come on. Amen. You can be a saint of God. You can be a child of God. But boy, that devil's going to fight me. Yes, he is. 
But you know when I start getting worried is when he quits fighting. <laughs> but yet God still allows us to have a revival where we can pull aside and we can have a rest. We can have a time. You know what he told that church of Sardis in Revelation chapter 3? We all know the story of those seven churches. He commended them on the things they'd done right and rebuked them on the things they'd done wrong. Come on, amen. He did. If we ever get to where we think we're above correction, we're in trouble. That starts up here with me. Come on, amen. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, he chasteneth. But he told that church of Sardis there in Revelation chapter 3, he said, I want you to strengthen the things that remain. I don't know what you're looking for in this revival, but I'm looking for God to strengthen. I'm looking, anybody need God to strengthen you in this meeting? Anybody need that strength? Huh? Come on, hallelujah. You, you need the Lord to help you say no to the devil. Come on, amen. I, they, they, not a one of us in here, amen, that don't face temptation. And it don't come from God. Come on, amen. That's why he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And God knows how to come by here. I'm about, I'm about through right here. But I tell you, there, there's, there's a rest. You know what I do when I need strength? You may think this is very, and I'm going to be careful how I choose my words. Because I got up here in this pulpit one time, preaching a revival at this church many years ago. And I, and I made a statement. I said, I'm a shallow preacher. I'm not a deep preacher. And boy, I got rebuked by Brother Clyde Anderson. After that, he didn't do it openly. He waited till church was over. You know what Brother Clyde told me? He said, Brother David, he said, the Holy Ghost give you that message? I said, yes, sir. He said, you think the Holy Ghost is shallow? I said, no, sir. I will never say that again, and I'm a shallow preacher. So you know what I do? When I need strength, I go back to the source. I go back to the well. Hallelujah. Brother David, you mean to tell me you have to go back to that well? And you have to go back to that altar? Yes, I do. Because I can't make it if I don't. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I have to go back to that source that comes, and this is what it says. Isaiah chapter 12, it says in verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among 
the people make mention that, that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I like this. Sing unto the Lord for he hath done excellent things. Amen. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout thou inhabitants of Zion for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Hallelujah. Come on. Glory to God. How many of you believe the Lord's here tonight? Come on. How many of you believe the Lord is right here tonight? Come on. Do you believe he wants to strengthen you tonight? Do you believe he wants to give you a rest tonight? Amen. But you got to come to him. Amen. Brother David, would you come? Is that all right, Brother David? Praise the Lord. Right here tonight. Wore out saints. Never quit fighting. All the way. Come on, amen. I'm going to mention a name here that some of you here at Bethel know very well. He was the first one that brought me down here, Brother Marshall Childers. We brought, we had a little church there in Warrior, and they was having camp meeting here, and we drove nine carloads of people here. There was 35 of us. We all come down here to camp meet. That was the very first time I think I come down here. Amen. But a couple of years ago, a year and a half or so ago, well, it was last April, I think, Brother Childers passed. But Brother Childers, in that church, because he was in the Church of God for 40-plus years, and then they pioneered the little independent church there in Warrior. And he was the clerk and Sunday school teacher for 51 consecutive years. Taught Sunday school and clerked. Took care of all of them. Now, if you don't think teaching Sunday school is something, you better think again to find somebody that's dedicated to being there every Sunday. Boy, I appreciate teachers, don't you? And if you don't think clerking in church is something, y'all try that got to keep all those books that man did it for 51 years I'm thinking brother Childers was somewhere around 88 when he died and I, I preached at his funeral on an inheritance of rest I believe it's over there in Revelation Chapter 12, it talks about the patience of the saints and how they've worked and how they do rest from their labors and their works do follow them. But Brother Childers come down with dementia. And I, I, I say it, I know I don't know if that right. I call it Alzheimer's, but it's, y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't pronounce it right. But dementia and the Alzheimer's. And he got to the place to where he'd come to me. He said, Brother David, I'm going to have to quit clerking and quit teaching. And I could tell that hurt him. To have to give all that up. But it got to the place where he had to. 
So we got another teacher, got another clerk. And every now and then his children, they had two daughters, every now and then they'd take turns and they'd bring brother and sister children to church. He'd sit over there, we had pews on the side like y'all do, and he'd sit over there by me. And you could tell that a lot of things that were being said wasn't even registering with him. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that disease or not in your families. Sometimes he might know you and sometimes he might not. But one Sunday morning we're sitting there and he's sitting right by me. Sunday school teacher up teaching, good, good lesson. And we kind of had an open forum there where if you had a question or wanted to make a comment, you just raised your hand, the teacher would call on you. And they got to talking about, and this has probably been two or three years ago, I don't know exactly the time frame. But somebody had heard on the news. They had announced it that Russia had a bomb. They was aiming it for the United States. and They were going to send it over here and threatening to send this atomic bomb to, over to the United States. And you could tell people were uneasy and they were nervous and they were all up in the air. Well, what about this? What about, you know? And all of a sudden, Brother Andrew, old Brother Childers, put his hand up in there. So that teacher said, yeah, Brother Marshall. He said, can I say something? You know, we're kind of, what's he going to say? But you know what that man did? He said, if Russia has a bomb, and they send it over here to the United States. He said, I hope it lands right on top of my house. He said, because before the dust ever settles, I'll be walking on the streets of God. young folks when the Holy Ghost gets on us we'll act like we're young as young <laughs> reality sets in when we leave but we act like that anyways I'm glad there's a rest Sister Smith I'm glad there's a rest I'm glad the Lord will call us aside put his arms around us amen love us said I'm glad you're one of mine how many of y'all glad you're one of his tonight would you stand with me all over this house I want to tell you tonight if you're not a child of God he wants you to be he wants to save you he wants to write your name down in that book but brother David you talk like it's going to be a battle well yeah I, I can't stand up here and tell you but that devil ain't going back because when you get born again you're, you've got an adversary but I tell you what how many times, Brother David, has the Lord blessed us? I've been in this thing most of my life. But how many times has the Lord blessed us when we pull out that old song, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord? How many times have we shouted with that saints of God? Huh? How many 
big time. You'd think that'd just get old, don't you? But it don't get old. It don't get old. Because there's a rest. And right here tonight, there's some of you children of God, some of you saints of God, you need the Lord to touch you. You need the Lord to come by and help you. That's what He's here to do tonight. Wilt thou not revive us again? Hallelujah. Come on, amen. I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of years my phone would go off that I had a message. And it'd be that fella right there sending me some scripture. Sometimes I'd have to wipe my eyes, clear my eyes so I could read it. There ain't been a time that he ain't sent me scripture. But somewhere, somehow, he spoke to my heart. That's what this word of God will do. That's what this word of God will do. One of those songs says it this way. If I die, let me die fighting in the army of the Lord. We still got some more fighting to do. I know some people may think I'm too old to be evangelizing. They might think I'm too old. I had some tell me, you're too old to be preaching youth camps. But God's still letting us preach youth camps. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. As long as the Lord give me strength, I'm going to preach to them young people. I've had preachers call me and say, if you go preach for that preacher, you won't preach for us. I said, well, that's all right, because you ain't the one that commissioned me. I said, you tell me where I'm not supposed to go preach. He said, go into all the world. And right here tonight, there's a rest. If you're here tonight and that old devil been trying to wear you out, why don't you just make your way up to this altar? Let God give you a rest. Come on, just find your place to pray.